Welcome to the Pursue of Bliss podcast. My name is Kristen. I'm a self-professed health, spirituality, and mindset junkie. You know that blissful happiness you feel when you're just at peace with yourself, living fully in the present moment? That's the feeling I believe we are all in the pursuit of. And I want to help you get one step closer by up-leveling your health, mindset, and love for yourself. Because that lasting and blissful happiness can only be found and created within. So get ready for all things mindset, holistic health, and spirituality. I hope this serves you. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Pursuit of Bliss podcast. I, just to give you all a little life update, I am still in Miami. I've been here for, geez, I think close to a month now. I think it's been three, almost four weeks, and I am still absolutely loving it. I just feel like I was meant to be here for this time period in my life. Uh, As for how long I'll be here, I have no idea. (laughs) Maybe another month, maybe another 20 years, who knows? I'm kind of in a space of really surrendering and letting myself be led because I've realized that every time I try to make a specific plan and stick to that plan, it just ends up in chaos. Um, And I've been pushed into this particular lesson over and over and over of stop trying to force, stop trying to control, and just allow things to flow with no judgment of what that looks like. And so for this time period, it's looked like moving around a lot started out in an Airbnb. I talked about it on a previous episode. Wasn't what we were looking for. Upgraded to a new apartment. Loving it so much, but looks like we're going to be upgrading again. And what I've noticed is that, well, first of all, the thing I'm best at manifesting in the world is places to live. Usually when I'm traveling, I almost always get exactly what I'm looking for. If I make a list of what I want in a place to live, whether it's a hotel or a home, I always manifest a place that has everything. People always think I'm crazy. They tell me to lower my standards. You're not going to find it, blah, blah, blah. No, I am so confident in my ability to manifest places to live. It's my favorite thing to manifest. I'm so good at it. I think all of us have different areas of life that we're particularly good at manifesting. And for me, it's places to live. Um, So what I've noticed right now in Miami is I'm currently experiencing all these up levels around what I believe is possible for me. And so I feel like the universe keeps bumping me from place to place to upgrade my belief in what's out there so I can dream bigger and manifest something even better. Because to be honest, I haven't lived in a city really you know, ever. I guess I lived in Denver a few years ago. It was a lot different. I was completely broke. Didn't have the ability to choose where I desired to live at all. Didn't know about manifesting. Different time period in my life. And so it's my first time living in a city uh, as a version of myself that I am now. I spent a lot of time living in lots of different countries in Central America and in Bali. And um, I just truly don't completely know what's out there and what's available to me. And I had this dream of what I desired, but what I didn't realize is there are even more amazing places than what I'm even dreaming of that are out there. And so each time I ask to manifest something, it shows up. Everything I'm looking for shows up. And then I get there and I realize, wait, there's more than this. I can have more than this. And I upgrade what I'm looking for and it shows up. And then I get there and I realize, wait, there's more than this. 
And it builds my belief that, wait, I can have this and there's more. So I set the intention for more and it shows up. And so, of course, I believe that I can manifest places to live without having to bop around a million times. But in this time period of my life, I think the universe is teaching me what's possible and showing me what's out there. And even though it's been mm, a little bit uncomfortable to move around so much, each time I am up leveling and getting closer and closer to what I know I actually desire on a soul level. It's like my soul, my highest self is trying to guide me to the highest version of my life, but my human brain doesn't know what that looks like yet. And so I keep trying and I keep trying and realizing that, wait, there's more, there's more, there's more. And so I'm kind of just surrendering to the process and realizing that each time I'm bopping around, I'm learning something, learning something, and I'm up- upgrading my belief system in what's possible for me in my life. And each time I move to an even nicer, better place to live, I upgrade my energetic availability. And I say, yep, yeah, I can have this. It showed up for me, but you know what? I can also have more. And I truly believe that we are able to simultaneously be extremely grateful for where we are and also desire to have more. Because if we don't have a vision for the future, we're never gonna be moving forward. And so right now I'm in this stage of extremely accelerated growth where these quantum leaps are happening in like a week or two weeks rather than years of my life. And my belief system is getting upgraded over and over and over and over and over because I've intended some really big shifts in my reality. (laughs) So the universe is like, Kristen, yes, you are worthy of it. But you've got to experience all of this discomfort first, the discomfort of not knowing where you're going to be or how long you're going to be there or where you're going to live or how long you're going to live there or what the future is going to look like. I'm just like constantly in a state of deep unknown, not just in the area of housing in my life, but in many different areas of my life. But I'm also in a state of deep surrender, deep trust, and deep faith because I know that everything is coming. And honestly, each experience gets better and better and better. So uh, just for a little summary of where I am, I'm sure I'm going to expand on this more in another podcast episode soon, but this wasn't the intention I have for this entire episode. Uh, I actually wanted to share some of the lessons that I've accumulated or learned slash integrated in my life in the past, honestly, six months um, that have really helped to shift my reality. And I really hope that at least a few of these will resonate with you because if I could do anything, I wish I could have the version of myself two years ago listen to this podcast that I'm about to record for you. I wish she could have learned these lessons sooner because they would have made her life a whole lot easier. But obviously I was supposed to follow the path I followed so I could be here right now sharing these lessons with you. But here is number one lesson that has completely changed my life and shifted my reality. Money is meant to be circulated and it comes back to you if you decide that it does. Okay, so I talk about money a lot, obviously, but something that has really come to the forefront of my life in the past six months is that money is not meant to be held on to. And I know I've spoken on this before, but I want to really like grind in the importance of this. Money is meant to be circulated. It's a tool to enhance your life. It magnetizes who you already are. But if you're holding on to it, afraid to let go of it, even when it's aligned in alignment with your values and alignment with your highest vision for your life, If you're still afraid and unwilling to let go of it, 
you're projecting the energy of scarcity. You're saying, you know what? I don't believe this money is going to come back. I don't believe there's going to be enough of it. There's not going to be enough for me. So I'm not willing to let this go because if I let this go, I am going to be poorer. This is a scarcity mindset, but most of us grew up with this mindset, right? Budget your money. Save, 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 save. I have never been as poor in my life financially as I was when I had a strict budget because my entire mindset was based on scarcity. I don't mean that you should go spend willy-nilly all of your money. What I mean is money is meant to be circulated in a way that feels aligned with you, your values, and your highest vision for your life. Go look at where all of your money is going or where it's not going. Where are the top five places in your life that you spend the most money? Are those five areas of your life in alignment with your values, in alignment with the highest vision, with where you want to be in five years, your dream life, the wildest, craziest vision you have for your life? Is your top five areas of life where you spend money, is that in alignment? Are those those money spends pushing you forward toward where you want to be. Because if the places that you're spending your money are not in alignment with where you want to be and are not in alignment with your values, then you're pushing yourself even further into a reality that you do not desire to be in. And at the same time, if you're not letting any of your money go, in what areas of your life do you feel intuitively called to investing money but maybe feel too scared to do it? Because Every single time I've let money go, when I was terrified, but it was aligned for me, it changed my life. Going back to the first time I invested my rent money in a manifestation coach to investing $20,000 in a one-on-one coach. And there's been everything in between that's gotten me up to where I am, to the big investments I make now. And every single time I make an investment, I am terrified, scared shitless, but I'm also excited. And I know That when I spend money in alignment with my highest vision, with where I want to be in my life, I accelerate myself there and I'm stepping into a higher level of abundance. And I know because I declare and I decide that that money is coming back multiplied. And so it does because I declare it, I decide it, and I act in alignment with that belief system. You get to choose what your relationship with money is, but money is going to respond to your expectations of it. And so the thoughts in your head and your actions are saying, there's not enough money. It doesn't matter how many affirmations you say in the mirror. If your actions are in alignment with the belief, there is not enough money for me. There will never be enough money. It doesn't matter how many times a day you repeat, I love money and money loves me. Money is flowing my way. If your actions do not align with that belief system, it's not going to become your reality. This is the part that people get wrong about manifestation. They say the affirmations all day long, but their actions don't shift because it's scary to shift your actions. But if you don't shift your actions to align with the belief that you want to become your reality, it will never manifest into your reality. Yes, it's scary to act in alignment with a new belief when it's not currently your reality yet. But no one ever said changing your life was going to be easy. It is going to be scary. But you have to be more willing to take a leap of faith than you are willing to settle with the life you have now. So yes, money is meant to be circulated, but in ways that are in alignment with you, your soul, your highest self, your future, and your value system. Where is your money going? Where is it not going? Are you acting out of abundance or scarcity with money? And that leads me to number two, which is the money is not going to make you feel any better. And actually, this is a lesson I've been continuously learning over the past three years of my life. Because I think when you don't have money, 
which was me for most of my adult life, you think that money is going to solve everything. Your anxiety will go away. Your relationships will get better. Um, you'll be living the life that you want. You're going to feel happier. You'll feel safer. But in reality, when I first started making money, I didn't feel better. I felt worse. My anxiety got worse. And what I've realized is no number in your bank account will shift the way you feel about yourself and your life. However, when you shift the way you feel about yourself and your life, your bank account will also shift to match that or it can more easily shift to match that. You also have to consciously be able to manifest money and shift your vibration around money, which is a topic for a different podcast or for my academy. So here is the cold, hard truth. Money will not make you happy. Happiness is an inside job and you probably hear this all the time, but don't wait until you make the money to believe it. So many people push themselves to manifest money because I think it's going to solve all their problems. This is a very scarcity minded way of going about manifesting. This is not true abundance because a number in a bank account does not equal abundance. Abundance means abundance, overflow of abundance in every single area of life, not just your bank account. That includes self-worth, self-love, joy, fulfillment, purpose, general well-being and happiness in your reality. Money cannot provide that for you. Only you can. And it takes internal work. Because joy, love, abundance is your natural state of existence. But we grew up and we learned all these bullshit ideas that got stuck in our subconscious mind, especially as children. And so to attain joy, happiness, or natural state of love and abundance, we don't need to try to become more happy or become more abundant. We need to remove everything that's clouding our natural ability to exist at our natural state of joy, love, and abundance. This means a lot of rewiring of our belief systems and our subconscious, which is a lot of what I teach in my academy, BAA. All right, lesson number three. I learned that it is my responsibility to change my life. It's not my coaches. It's not the responsibility of any of my mentors. It's not the responsibility of my family, my friends, my roommates, anyone. I don't need anyone's support but my own. And I am the only one I can depend on to make it happen. Because so often I see people, including past versions of myself, who rely on something outside of them to change. And we go into victim mode and we say, well, I don't have to support my family, I can't do it. I don't have to support my friends, I can't do it. My coach wasn't good enough, it's their fault. That program I invested in wasn't good enough. It, 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 that's it. it. It was the fault of the program. When in reality, it is your responsibility and your responsibility only. If I had let the lack of support from people around me to stop me, I'd be right where I was four years ago, completely broken, miserable in my life. If I had depended on a coach or a mentor to change my life, I would still be where I was. All a coach, mentor, friend, anyone can do for you is create a safe space for you to change your own life. No person, program, family member, etc., can do that for you. And the expectation you have when you go into any period of your life becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So if you're starting a business or starting a program or starting a coaching course or whatever it might be, and you're saying, this isn't going to work for me, my life's not going to change that much. I shouldn't have spent the money. They can do it, but I can't. Well, that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. 
No book you read, no course you take, no coach you hire can change your life. You have to decide that that will be your result. You always receive the transformation that you decide that you will receive. Because I could give 10 people an exact roadmap to change their lives with all of the knowledge in the world that I've acquired and incredible guidance, coaching, and support. And not all of them would change their lives. Only the ones who decided before they started that their lives would be transformed would transform their lives. Because what matters more than the knowledge you're taking in or the support that you have is the decision that you've made about what is going to happen for you. Every single time I invest in something, whether it's a book, whether it's um, an online course, whether it's a high level, high ticket one-on-one coach, whether it's a program, which I've taken so many of, I actively decide before I start that I'm going to receive transformation greater to or equal than my financial investment and that that money will return to me tenfold. And sometimes I don't receive the transformation I thought I would, but I always receive the lesson that I need. And it is always equal in value to what I've put in. It's always your decision, what outcome you receive. And it's up to you to decide what that's going to look like. You get to declare to your mind, to your subconscious, to the universe, to yourself, what the outcome of any person, scenario, etc. in your life will be. Intention and energy matters more than anything else. This is why some programs work amazing for some people and they don't work for other people. It's about the decision and intention you set before you start. Before you start reading a book, before you start working with a coach, before you start a program, before you start watching a documentary. Set the intention before you start anything. Okay, lesson number four that I've learned that's completely changed my life. And I was actually just speaking on this at the beginning of the podcast. But this particular lesson has been an ongoing journey to learn. And every time here in my life, I feel like I integrate it at a deeper level. And this is that trying to control every single aspect of my life always leaves me stuck, confused, and lost. Surrender is where all of the magic happens. The unknown is where all of the magic happens and your life will shift in direct proportion to your ability to get comfortable in the discomfort of the unknown. The place of not knowing and allowing yourself to be in a space of not knowing what comes next is extremely transformational because we tend to think, as silly humans tend to think that we know what's best for our lives. We create a 10 step plan. And we have all these goals and our action plans to get there. Uh, Because I think in this society we grow up and it becomes almost like a a stigma to not have a plan or to not know. You go to family reunion and every single person wants to know, what are you doing with your life? When you graduate college, the most common question is, oh, what are you doing after this? What's your career going to be? What's your next step? And so it becomes really easy to adapt society's plan for us. The one that says, oh, here. Here's the roadmap. Don't worry about the stress of figuring it out. I've got a plan for you. You're going to go to college. You're going to get a corporate job. You're going to move up that corporate ladder. You're going to start a family. You're going to buy a house. You're going to retire at 65. Then you're going to go on some vacations. It's really easy to stick to the plan that we've been conditioned into because there's something terrifying about the freedom of choosing for ourselves. Because what if we choose wrong? And what if we fail? And honestly, 
So many people say they want freedom, but in reality, they're unconsciously terrified of that freedom because they don't trust themselves to choose what their life will actually look like. And it's a lot safer to just stick with what we're told because we know we'll have the support of everyone around us in society if we stick with that plan. But you know what you won't have? Your own satisfaction, your own fulfillment, your own joy. Because joy, true childlike soul joy doesn't come from following anyone else's plans. It comes from following your soul's excitement. However, that oftentimes means taking leaps of faith that are terrifying and allowing yourself to be guided by something greater than you. Because when you decide to let go of the plans, whether they're your own plans or society's plans or your family's plans for you, it's scary. It means you're in free fall, universal free fall. You no longer have the backup plan, right? I call it like burning the bridges. You don't have the plan B anymore. But this is when you make space for something way better than you had ever imagined. Because whatever you want to call it, whether it's universe, God, spirit, source, energy, the divine, There is a force out there supporting you, but you have to meet it halfway. And every single time I've said, you know what? I'm letting go of my plan. I'm willing to admit that I know way less than I think I know. I'm willing to admit that maybe I don't actually know what's best for me. I'm willing to admit that maybe there's a life out there for me that is so good I'm unable to even imagine it right now. But the only way to attain it It's to let go of all my preconceived concepts of what my life should look like and be willing to allow myself to be guided there. And I think I've shared this example before, but this is one way that I look at the concept of surrender and allowing ourselves to be guided. I like to think of it as we are an ant crawling on the ground and we're following a path, right? And we know where we want to get. We're trying to go to um, this beautiful new field of grass we heard about. All right, so you're following this path and you can only see a little bit in front of you, like an inch, but the path looks really clear. And so you're following it, but there's a butterfly above you, right? And the butterfly can see way further than you can. And the butterfly sees that there are multiple paths to get where you want to go. And the one that you're on actually has a ton of big boulders and it would take you double the time. Or maybe the one that you're on is actually leading to a cliff. It seems really clear right now, but it's not bringing you where you want to go. And there's one to the other side that looks really messy. There's some leaves on it. There might be a few pebbles. It doesn't look as easy. Uh, Maybe there's not as many ants following that one, but that one's actually a shortcut to get exactly where you want to go. But unless you're willing to surrender the idea that you know best, that the path that looks bright and shiny right now is the best possible one, You'll never get to where you want to go because that butterfly wants to guide you. That butterfly can see all possible paths for you to get where you want to go. That sometimes means having complete blind faith and allowing yourself to be guided without knowing where that path is going to take you, but trusting that no matter how bumpy it seems right now, it's the path of least resistance to getting where you want to go in the quickest way possible takes a lot of courage and a lot of trust, but this is where the magic is. All right. Another huge lesson I've learned that has changed my life is that intuition makes sense 
after you take action, not before. It's the nature of intuition. And I see so many people trying to make a decision and they're like, Kristen, should I do this or this? How do I know it's my intuition or it's my ego or what do I do? I don't know. And the problem is that so many people let their fear of making a wrong decision stop them from making any decision at all. Therefore, they're stuck and held back and stagnant. Because waiting to understand what the right choice is or waiting to understand if it's your intuition or your ego is actually just self-sabotage. You learn to trust your intuition by taking consistent, messy action and learning after the fact. You can make all of the pro and con lists in the entire world if you want. They aren't going to help you make the right decision. You can only feel your way into the right decision. And truly, I believe that when you have trust and when you have faith and when you believe in what is possible for you in this life, you cannot mess up. You cannot mess it up. There is no choice you can make that can mess everything up. As soon as you make a choice, The entire universe is conspiring in your favor to make your decision work out for your best case scenario. You're always going to receive the lesson that you need to get where you want to go or the outcome that you wanted in the first place. There's no other option. So I've stepped into an even deeper integration of this understanding in that sometimes the best choice to make is any choice rather than sitting in indecision trying to make sure it's the right choice and trusting That whatever choice you do make, you're going to be fully supported by the universe when that choice is in alignment with your values and your vision for your future, for your highest possible future of your dream life. Even if it's scary. Intuition isn't supposed to make sense beforehand. That's not how it works. Intuition is that now telling you, yes, do it. Take the leap. Even though it's scary and it makes no logical sense. And maybe it'll make sense the next day, the next month, the next year, in 10 years, in 20 years. Maybe never. Maybe not until your next lifetime. But it doesn't matter. As long as you have the higher knowing, the higher understanding, that's all a part of the puzzle. Right? This time period in your life, this decision is one tiny piece of an enormous million piece puzzle. And you can't see the whole thing yet. All you can see is the one piece that you're in. But it's a part of a bigger picture getting you to where you need to be. All right. I've lost track of which one I'm on now. This might be like six. Maybe it's seven. I guess it doesn't matter. Another big lesson that I've learned in my life is that people aren't going to get it. People aren't going to support you. They aren't going to understand your journey. And that's okay. And it's actually a good thing. Because here is the thing. If you want a life that is different than the lives of the people around you, you're going to have to make choices, decisions, and actions that are very much different than the choices, decisions, and actions of the people around you. You're going to have to adapt belief systems and thought patterns that are different than the belief systems and thought patterns of the people around you. That means that most likely people around you may not fully be able to comprehend or understand what you're doing or why you're doing or the path you've chosen to follow. But you have to ask yourself, do I need anyone's support but my own to be successful at what I want to do? And the answer is no, you don't. And in fact, when the people around you don't get it and are not supporting you, it's actually an opportunity to build unshakable support for yourself. 
Because what happens when people don't support us, we freak out because our inner child wants external validation to feel worthy. And we learn that if we don't receive external validation from those around us, we're not worthy of love. And so when you don't receive the external validation, it's your opportunity to say, wait a second, I'm not receiving it outwardly right now, but I can still show my inner child that she's worthy of love regardless of validation. I'm going to give her the validation that she's seeking right now through the external approval of others. When you learn to validate yourself internally, you can detach from the external validation of others. It's allowed to still hurt. It's allowed to still be painful. The emotions are still valid. But the story you're telling yourself is bullshit. The one that says, I'm not worthy. I'm not capable. Maybe I'm on the wrong path because people around me don't get it. That is not true. You following the path and living your best life is going to trigger people. It's going to. Because everyone is a mirror. And when people look into the mirror that is you, they're going to see reflected back to them parts of them that they don't feel worthy of stepping into. That's going to be highly triggering. Because when we see examples of what we deeply desire on a subconscious level, but maybe don't feel worthy of, the easiest thing to do is project our own pain on the other person rather than choosing to feel it and process it ourselves. Because that's hard. That's uncomfortable. Many people don't know how to do that or don't have the courage yet in their lives to do that. And so when people are outwardly criticizing you, telling you you're on the wrong path, telling you they don't support you, number one, It's oftentimes just a projection. They're literally speaking to a version of themselves they see reflected in you. And number two, people can truly love you and you can truly love them and appreciate them and not take their advice. And other people, they can truly love you and appreciate you and not understand or support the path you've chosen to take. Because most of our friends and families and people around us, they grew up in a different belief system than the one that you are creating for yourself. And even the people that truly want unconditional happiness for you and love you so deeply, their belief about what creates happiness and success is different than what yours now is. And so their advice to you or their criticism of you is coming from a place of true love and desiring you to be happy. But their definition of happiness and fulfillment is going to be completely different than your definition. And if I had listened to the people around me when I started my journey, I wouldn't be where I am. I think I had almost zero support in the beginning. I was told I was crazy. I was told it wasn't going to work. I was told that I was making a wrong choice, that I was going to regret it, that I was making a huge mistake when I started my podcast, when I left my corporate job, when I invested all of the money I had in my bank account in a coach, and then some people didn't get it. I even had friends literally walk out of my life. But you know what? Two years later, a lot of those friends came back. And it made space for even more aligned people to come into my life. The people around you are not always going to get it. And that's okay. In the beginning of your journey, there's going to be crickets. But in the middle of your journey, there's going to be a whole stadium of people cheering you on. And to be successful, to manifest whatever you desire, it takes a willingness to support yourself. When the stadium is empty and you're only hearing crickets. This provides you the opportunity to become your own biggest supporter. And if you don't learn to do that, you'll never be able to manifest what you desire. And this leads me to the next lesson that I've learned, which is it is not your job to regulate the emotions or feelings or well-being 
or emotional states of the people around you. It is not your job to make sure you're not triggering the people around you. It is not your job to protect anyone from pain. Because the truth is that pain and triggers are our greatest teachers and our greatest accelerators in the involvement of our soul and our own growth. And by protecting someone from pain or heavy emotions, we're actually also holding back an opportunity for them to grow and heal and evolve. And when we make ourselves smaller to appease others, we're not doing the world any good because the world needs you to be the brightest you can possibly be, to be your fully, your fully expressed, authentic self. Even if that triggers people, because it will. It's going to trigger people. When you step fully into your light and you show up as a fully expressive version of you and you're owning everything that you desire, it's going to trigger people. It absolutely will. When you set boundaries, it's going to trigger people. Setting boundaries is the biggest act of self-love. It's also very difficult, but it's not your job ever to appease anyone around you. And you can't show up at your fullest capacity and serve the world at your fullest capacity and raise your vibration to its fullest capacity, which in itself creates a massive ripple effect around the planet, affecting millions of people. You can't do that if you're trying to appease others. So a question to ask yourself is, in what areas of my life am I making myself smaller to appease others or to avoid triggering others or to avoid others feeling uncomfortable emotions? Because those are areas where you're holding yourself back from your highest potential. And you being in your highest potential is the highest form of service to the world. All right, lesson number, I don't even know what I want now, but this is a goodie. What got you where you are will not get you where you want to go. And this goes for every single level in your life. So if you want to get somewhere different in your life, you want to level up, whatever that looks like for you, the thought patterns, belief systems, energy, and decision-making processes that got you where you are aren't going to work to manifest you the life that you want. Because those decisions, choices, decision-making processes, thought patterns, belief systems, conscious and unconscious, were a vibrational match for the life that you currently have. So you have to ask yourself, what is the life that I desire? And who is the version of myself, if I can imagine that life? Who is the version of myself that is living that life? What beliefs does she have about the world? You know, for me, this sometimes looked at not only my beliefs about money, but my beliefs about life. Especially in the beginning of my journey, everything was, ugh, this sucks. They're not supporting me. They're not helping me. I can never be like them. I don't have enough experience. But then this shifted to, okay, wait, the version of me, who is already a world-class coach, a seven-figure business earner, what does she believe about the world? She believes that life is supporting her at all times. She believes that life is happening for her, even when she doesn't understand why or how. She believes that her success is inevitable no matter what and that she cannot possibly mess up. She believes that all of her failures, that she judges as failures, are actually serving her and pushing her, accelerating her forward to where she wants to be. She believes that she's, she believes that she's capable of everything she desires, even when she doesn't feel capable. And I ask myself, okay, if I actually believe these things, how would that shift the way I'm showing up in my reality? Every level of my life I do this. Not just when I'm leveling up in finances, but in any area of my life. You have to embody that version of yourself now if you want to attract that version of your life now. This is why growth is so uncomfortable. 
Because your ego is going to put up a fight. Your ego doesn't want you to shift. Your ego doesn't want you to step into that new version of you. So it's going to send all of those thoughts to hold you back. That you're not good enough. You can't do this. The money won't come back. Stay where you are. It's safer here. Because the truth is, yeah, it's safer where you are. Where you are is comfortable. But the magic, the joy, the fulfillment doesn't come from staying safe where you are. And um, I always think of the example of, you know, a bird flying. It's a whole lot safer on the ground. But a life stuck on the ground, is that worth the promise of safety? When you can have the freedom and the joy of soaring through the skies, even though there is more risk, for me, it's not worth it to live a life glued to the ground, no matter what the promise of safety is. I'll take the risk every single day of leaping, of flying, whatever that means to you. If that means that I get to even for one day access that kind of freedom. So you have to ask yourself, is the life I desire worth the risk? And if it's not, it's time to dream a lot bigger. All right, next lesson. Your inner child is running the damn show, right? We built most of our beliefs before the age of seven. That little child version of you is still trapped inside of you running the show. If you don't cultivate a relationship with them, it is extremely difficult to release your old patterns and conditioning that are holding you back. Inner child healing is probably the most powerful form of healing I have ever taken part in. And at the same time, your inner child already knows the way. The things you were excited about before society got to you and told you what was or was not okay, what was or was not right, what was or was not normal, what would or would not be successful. Those were the whispers of your soul, of your highest self. And so when you tune back into your inner child, it becomes much easier to manifest a life of complete alignment. And once again, this is a topic for an entirely separate podcast or Uh, This is another aspect of what we do in BAA, inner child healing. But on that note, the only people you need to please in your life, it's not your friends, not your family, not your parents, not your mentors. It's your inner child and your future self. Whenever you make a decision, ask yourself, if my five-year-old self and my hundred-year-old self were sitting on either side of me, would they support this choice? Would my five-year-old self be excited? And would my hundred-year-old self be proud? If I were sitting on a rocker on the porch when I'm 100 years old, would I look back on this moment and be proud of the decision I made? If my five-year-old's up were here right now watching me, would they be excited about where my life is headed based on the decisions I'm making right now? Those are the only two people in your life that you need to please. And when you are able to please both of them, that is when you know that your life is in complete alignment. And... If you assess your life and say, you know what? My inner child is not excited about this life. Then there's something greater out there for you. You're meant for more. Same thing. If your hundred year old self, maybe the one sitting on her deathbed, looked back on your life right now and was like, "Mm, there was more I could have done there. Then there is more. There is more out there for you. But you have to be brave enough to make the decisions that fulfill both of their needs and desires. But if we're too busy putting the approval of other people around us first. Yeah, we might satisfy them, but the most important people we are neglecting. And those are the ones that are inside of us. And those are also the ones who are leading the show, who are in charge here in your life. So you have to decide, who is it more important for me to please? Because I can't please all of them at the same time. Okay, 
And that is all I have for you today. I hope that served you. I'm also curious to hear which one of those resonated most with you. Um, I would love for you to let me know. And if you are interested in diving deeper into this work and really transforming your reality, this is why I have BAA. Um, it's my 10 week manifestation Academy where we dive deep into all of this. If you're interested on the other hand, into not only deep diving into manifestation and healing, but teaching others to do this, holding space for them, learning to become a manifestation coach, creating an online business, just like mine. I also have a program for you. It's currently open for enrollment. It's called BMC. We're enrolling for one more week. Link is in the bio to apply for that. And obviously ask yourself what your inner child and your hundred year old self deeply desire for you, what they are excited about. If this episode served you, it would mean the world if you could leave me an honest review on iTunes, screenshot that and email it to support at bliss.com and you will receive a meditation from me, a free meditation directly to your inbox. And uh, I hope you are all having a beautiful day, sending you tons of love and abundance, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Mm-hmm.